TC Hill is not a doctor and does not claim to be a doctor or licensed in any type of medical field. Don't be an idiot and use anything heard on the show as medical advice. This information should be used for educational purposes only and you should contact your doctor for any medical advice. Now get off me. Welcome to Kick It Naturally. I'm Kenna McEnroe and I'm here with TC Hill, author, natural health expert, producer, and lemonade maker. I don't make a lot of lemonade, I gotta be honest, but I like the word lemonade. Oh, cool. I, I saw this great New Yorker cartoon with lemonade in it. Should I get to that later? After no. the intro? The no, there's one kid standing there like has this like a little lemonade shop like lemonade like five twenty cents a glass. There's like no one at his booth and then the other like right across the street of the lawn, this person is like this lemonade cleanse and it's like twenty dollars a glass and there's this is lying around the block. <laughs> People like their cleanses. So the funny guy to my left is Will Schmidt, hottie patati, extraordinaire trainer to the stars. I like that extraordinaire. Thanks for coming out, Will Schmidt. Thanks for having me. Okay. Uh, He had to stop with all his star training to come (sighs) in for this, so we appreciate it. Set them aside. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Let them wait. Uh Tell Britney Spears to go. uh, Nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I actually have a client who has worked with her quite a bit. Really? Is she really nuts? We won't probably go into that too deeply. Well, we know she's toxic. She sings about Uh it. Yeah, it's a song. She says the words. She's still hot. She probably needs that lemonade cleanse. Uh Yes. So if you haven't liked us on Facebook, why not? Yeah, that makes me sad. Yeah, we're all going to cry now. So go on Facebook and then go to Kick It In The Nuts. Uh, Go ahead and like us there. And that's where we post all the topics that we're going to be covering the next week on our show. And then you can ask your questions or you can even give us new ideas for new topics because we're running out. Yeah, and this this is the last uh, group. This is the last pair of shows, our last pair of topics that come. In 2015? Ever, yeah. yeah. They're, they're the ones that come from Kenna's brilliant idea yeah. of let's do a show that covers each topic. Yeah. And so yeah. we're kind of assuming that there's not ever going to be another brilliant idea. Yeah, it's running out. And that was like the one. That was the I'll one start that working on my minerals and then I'll probably have a good okay, idea good. in the next good. week or so. Okay, so today's topic is the truth about acid and alkaline balance. And this is a, a topic that is near and dear to me and, and Will's hearts. Indeed. Yeah. We, as as much as both of us become violent a lot, this may be the topic that, vi- <laughs> yeah. that violence us yes. the most. Yes. That's a word. Right. It violence us. Mm-hmm. It makes me violent. Yeah, because we, we both uh, fell into that. Make yourself more alkaline game, but even before we knew each other, we just yeah, happened to way both back in preschool come come along that, and we both kind of fell for it, and uh, we were both uh, very serious about it, and we both felt very awful and kind of ruined ourselves. Yeah, for well, for a while, temporarily. Right. Um, for me, I'm a little more permanently ruined in other ways, yeah, but it's yeah. no big deal. I mean, some people have bad stuff. That's yeah. just how it goes. That's just how you were made. Kenna will list my bad stuff later. Oh, yes. Later <laughs> on the show. We'll do that during the break when we cover our sponsors. Okay. <laughs> will, why don't you explain a little bit why we and other people are so dumb about this? Or, you know, we were so dumb about yeah, this. Yeah, I think because we're... You drink uh, the lemonade. Gullible. Yeah. Gullible. Yeah, gullible. <laughs> right. and, and one thing that's important is that... Um, it is possible for a person to be too acidic, and, yeah. and when they can improve that, 
it improves their health. Uh, I think the problem comes in is that the gurus that uh, talk about you need to alkalize say that everybody needs to alkalize, and it's just the American diet that is making us so acidic, and and we're all about to die in the next 15 minutes. Yeah. And so if you don't alkalize, you'll be dead. But even the way that they go about alkalizing is not good. Right, and I think we'll have to talk about some of the in this show that some of the things that they teach and talk about are actually legit, but then the way they try and fix it is just horrible. Yeah, it did, yeah. It's. Uh, do you want me to go into it now, or do we want? Yeah, no, I'm. I'm not going to do a dance or anything. Okay. So, so. <laughs> All right. Seen him dance? So that last episode where I did that dance, it was. Well, man, fortunately, it's rocking. radio, so right. <laughs> no one had to watch it. <laughs> but so first of all, your body is not meant to be acid or alkaline. It's meant to be a, an organized composite of polarities, where there's different pHs in different compartments, like different pHs inside the nucleus of the cell, inside the interior of the cell, in between the cells, in different organs, in different parts of your digestion, all have their own appropriate pHs. And it's kind of like a battery. You know how when you put like a battery into a device, if you put it in backwards, it doesn't work. Right. right? You have positive and negative charges because that's how ions flow and that's how energy flows in batteries and Game Boys and inside your body. Also, like if you don't have those polarities, then the electricity doesn't flow right. Yeah, and I, I used to have a Game Boy. Right. Right. But that's a whole different yeah, story. Yeah, that's not from Target. So so right. If you don't like have that balance which which can get thrown off in a lot of different ways in a lot of different places in the body then you get some real problems like your cells aren't able to make energy correctly or you can't digest your food correctly um oxygen utilization yeah and another really confusing thing is you can be overly alkaline in some ways and overly acidic in other ways at the same time right so when we're talking about an acid imbalance or an alkaline imbalance it's, it's really about the bloodstream. And I think the big mistake that a lot of people run into out there is that people are teaching that um, your urine and saliva pH is an indication of what's going on with your bloodstream. And the only thing that's wrong with that is that it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm catching up to yeah, humor. He's been around. Right. He's been around. Yeah, like, he really only has two yeah, jokes. Right. <laughs> that's why he's not a comedian it's anymore. It's like 70 shows now. That's too many shows. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, yeah, your, your urine and saliva isn't a great indicator of pH. There are indicators of other things, like how well your liver is working. Or, um, what would you say, though, Tony, is... A better indicator of pH then. Let's go to our first question because I remember that there was a girl that asked a question about this. I was trying to set you up for a... But before that, if you'd like to learn how to become a health coach or even just dig into more advanced teachings for yourself or your family, go to healthprocourse.com to learn about Tony and Will's course for coaches. Registration for this course only opens to the public for about a week at a time, so be sure to register for the coach newsletter so you'll be notified when the next registration opens. You'll find more info at health ProCourse.com. I hear it's going to be great. Yeah, if you take that course, it are going to make you smart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're going to know stuff. You're going to want to come on the podcast and teach. Uh huh. Brain it up. Mm-hmm. So go to Laura's question, and then we'll 
Laura, Los Angeles, California. What's the best way to know if you're imbalanced in either direction? Either direction. Oh, hey. Right. That was what I was trying to get at. Yeah, so we we look at breath rate as the big one, and breath hold time can be kind of a validator of that in some cases, but the really strong measurement is breath rate. So why mm. will Hadi Batati Schmidt... <laughs> Never heard a brand new fancy that. haircut. Ah, right. Yeah, it doesn't work out. Tony? Yeah, mm. I got a secret. Um, <laughs> so, why is breath rate so effective when we're looking at what the pH of the bloodstream is? Yeah, it's because that's your body's moment-to-moment way of regulating the amount of acid and oxygen in the bloodstream. So, your body's nervous system will purposely speed or slow your breath rate to expel more or less CO2. And there are other buffer systems that the body uses, and we'll get into those, but this seems to be the biggest player. Yeah, and it's probably the the most readily available buffering mechanism that the the respiratory system can just get to right away like you can't always like pee you don't always have like the kidney filtering we tend to use that system kind of all the time yeah the breathing yeah right so when your body is making energy in a healthy way it ends up producing carbon dioxide as a byproduct of cellular respiration and then your 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 bloodstream like circulates that and your and as the blood cells go through the lungs they'll release co2 and you exhale that out and then you pick in the blood. exactly thanks for the just like that so then it'll the blood cells will pick up oxygen as they go through the lungs and the regulation rate at which you're breathing helps control the the speed at which you're off-gassing co2 so and your blood has to keep this like balanced ratio of O2 to CO2 and that directly affects also the pH of the blood which has to stay in a very narrow range. So your body will constantly like speed up or slow down your respiratory rate to regulate the amount of O2 to CO2 and therefore and also thereby the pH of the blood. So you'll see someone who's making a lot more acid will tend to breathe faster because they're off-gassing CO2 more quickly whereas someone who's not making as much co2 like someone who's not metabolizing carbohydrates quickly or has an underactive thyroid will see the breath rate will be slower because the body's trying to retain more co2 to keep that ratio balanced where it needs to be so you'll see a slower breath rate and before i learned all this stuff i i had no idea that people would breathe at a different rate whatsoever i don't i don't know i don't think that's something that's very common for people to know or to even notice Oh, well, sure. Well, Kenna knows stuff, though. But um, now, I notice it just watching people talking, and I'll meet somebody, I'll be like, oh, that that chick's crazy, I guarantee it. So you're just always counting breath rates. I wish you could tell me mine. Right, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's 14. (laughs) (laughs) Kenna wakes up from a nap, I'm standing over her. (laughs) Why is your hand on my chest? Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Go back to sleep. (laughs) Measuring your breaths. Just go to sleep. Um, yeah, so it, it varies a lot, and it's because that the pH of the blood is, is very crucial. And when you go just a little bit out of range, you become dead. Yes. So the body doesn't let that happen. The body's goal is to not be dead. So it, that's one of these buffering systems that it uses very effectively and, and, and pretty much in everyone. Some of the other buffering systems don't work as well for some people and they have some digestive issues that may be restricting them um, and we'll get into those like protein and stuff later but 
the breath seems to be the best way to know. And why don't you explain how we can look at our breath rate? Sure. It's probably the truth. Is there an equation? There, there is. Well, we don't need the equation for this one. I'll keep that in my, in my holster. But it's probably the hardest self-test to do, honestly, because you become self-conscious of your breath rate. And for a lot of people, that ends up changing how fast they're breathing. Right. It's easy to do if you're a liar. Yeah. But if you're going to be honest about <laughs> right. it. Right. So, or someone who's like really detached from the outcome. Even then, it's still kind of hard because it's normally a subconscious thing. But anyway, basically, you want to count how many breaths you take in a minute. So if you lay on a couch or something and you set like your phone a timer to a minute and start it as soon as you start like an inhalation, just count how many breaths you take before that one minute timer goes off. And you're just counting the, the inhales. Yeah. Not both. Right. So in and out counts as one. Mm-hmm. Right. So you count or you have someone else count how many breaths you take in a minute. With Just use a timer. But ideally, you end up breathing about 15 or 16 breaths per minute without you trying to regulate it. Like it's not going to it doesn't help to try to breathe faster or slower or get a perfect score by effort. Like, right. That's not like that's not changing the chemistry of what's occurring at the cellular level. So don't try to breathe faster or slower. Just know that like it's information you're getting when you're doing this test and you can use nutrition to regulate it. Yeah, and when you want to try and not focus on I'm counting this breath, I'm counting that. You can kind of let your mind wander a little bit. I like to think about puppies. Mm-hmm. Just don't lose count. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'll like, start all over again. I've tried this 12 yeah, times today. I think the dog, but I yeah. forgot my time. So, but that's what you want to look at. Now, what kind of range can indicate whether a person may be leaning too alkaline or too acidic? Sure. So, like, 15, 16 is pretty perfect. If you're starting to get up above, like, 18, 19, that's, you're oxidizing too fast and your bloodstream is leaning to be a little too acidic. And if you're under 14, like, you're down, like, around 13, 12 or beneath, that's leaning too alkaline. Okay. So, the most important thing to understand, if you are an alkalized dieter type human being uh which we've all been there we with you we feel for you (laughs) it's gonna be all right but if this is the case for you um if you're leaning too alkaline you're making things much worse Mm -hmm. so let's let's kind of go over what can happen when the bloodstream starts to lean too alkaline and, and why that's not great yeah well there's when the blood leans too alkaline the problem is the cells don't get oxygen the tissues like muscles and things don't get oxygen because they need their for the blood cells to release the oxygen they're carrying they need to run into carbonic acid and they won't if you've alkalized out all your acid like if you're like i was taking a bunch of ph drops that are super alkaline and they just right. disperse in your bloodstream and make your blood way too alkaline then the uh, the blood cells carrying the oxygen never get the trigger to release the oxygen that they're carrying to your tissues. So then your tissues are suffocating. Right. So I would just sit there and I would eat baking soda right out of the box <laughs> so until gross. I just passed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it's like. It's like do that? Well, well, I would do like 30 drops of like these ultra concentrated pH drops in a glass of water. Right. Yeah, I was all over that. Bad. Yeah. So oxygen is kind of important. Yeah. You really want to do it. So what... What we find is that, um, let's talk about some of the symptoms that can come from being overly alkaline. And one of them is that the person's flat out wiped out, which is where I was. Yeah. Yeah. You have, you don't, your cells aren't making energy. So you're going to feel flat. You also feel anxious. You'll feel like you're 
a lot of people get tense, like they start clenching muscles like around their tailbone or their hands. For me, I started getting very twitchy, like, and uh, my hands and feet and extremities would fall asleep and get very tingly all the time. Like if I put a backpack over my shoulder, my whole hand would clench into rigor mortis. <laughs> There's just like the slightest impingement of circulation and my cells would be like stroke victim. Right. And that's not something that you want. No. Uh, sleep apnea can be another one that's common. There are other causes of sleep apnea, but that is common when the body starts restricting the breathing and exhaling so much that the person just kind of stops breathing. But if you're not trying to alkalize, say you're not one of those people that are taking all this stuff, but you are too alkaline, what's causing it? There can be a number of things, and like a lot of you know, type 2 diabetics kind of end up leaning towards that overly alkaline situation because think about it, they're eating carbohydrates, but the body's not processing them correctly. And CO2 increases through the process of processing carbohydrates it's like a byproduct of that so um, if a person's not processing any of those carbs they don't make that much co2 and the blood can start leaning alkaline yeah i'm just assuming i'm too alkaline i mean maybe i'm too acidic yeah. i don't know look at your breath rate but also and, like so yeah if, you, know you have to count today right? and i'll count yours right so if you have um, insulin resistance and sugar isn't getting into the cells then it's not going to be able to metabolize the cells and the cells aren't going to be able to make carbon dioxide from that byproduct or if you have like an underactive thyroid for some reason then the cells also will have trouble metabolizing carbohydrates quickly and you'll be making less and less uh, carbon dioxide as a result of that and um, one thing that's important to understand is that this is an imbalance and, and we talk about different imbalances a lot on the shows did you did you notice that Kim? oh yeah because oh. somebody's brilliant suggestion uh-huh. um, so with this particular situation, when a person is leaning too acidic or too alkaline, a lot of times the solution is to fix other problems higher up digestion. the situation, like digestion or, or other imbalances, and these ones will often correct themselves. It's not one where you want to try and steer the pH like so many people do when they're doing a, a, an alkalizing diet. And so a lot of times uh, it could even change for a person. Uh, you know, a lot of people that are type 2 diabetic get that way because they're eating an, a, a very large amount of carbs and sugars and processed foods and they're keeping their insulin very high all the time until the body's like, yeah, that's not going to work anymore. And then they become insulin resistant and now they're not processing sugars at all. So before they may have had a very fast breath rate when they're cranking out all these sugars and carbs more than a person should eat. And then when that stops, all of a sudden their breath rate goes way down because of the CO2 decrease. Mm -hmm. So the opposite would be true, like if you're too acidic, then you have too much CO2? or are you That can much? be one cause. Another situation is, you know, think about uh, if a normal amount of CO2 was coming in the system or other things they were creating acids but the body didn't have the ability to excrete them or buffer them in other ways, it would accumulate and then that person would lean too acidic. And that's where some of the steps that people take in an alkalizing diet can be beneficial. You know, they, they talk about that, uh, you know, you need to eat more green vegetables. And green vegetables are great because they do contain a lot of nutrients that can kind of bind to some of these acids and kind of help them out the body safely. You know, for someone who is 
leaning too acidic. So that's something that they do right. But what I what I love is that they say that the standard American diet is acidifying. They they look at it as if the food is acidifying. And the way that they do that is they do these tests where they burn the food with this high-powered flame, um, and then they measure the ash that was left over, and is that ash alkaline or acid? And then that food is an acid-forming or an alkaline-forming food, and it's 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 like science except without anything that's true. <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's because there's nowhere as... in a human body where there's a, a flame. Yeah. This is just not practically applicable and. And when you look at all the different ways that the body can become overly acidic or overly alkaline, you realize it doesn't really have almost anything to do with what kind of ash is in the food. It's like what's happening metabolically. You know, yeah, it's what's a big is, piece of what it. Happens, yeah. What does your body do with right. that food? Right. But what's interesting is, is I think it's fun how they were accidentally right about that because the standard American diet is typically processed carbohydrate ridden it's that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing that we eat mm-hmm. and the more carbs we eat of course the more co2 we produce and the co2 is acidic if things are working right that's right. what happens if you can process those carbs right yeah so uh you know a lot of people will improve their health when they go on this alkalizing diet because they removed all the junk food. Well, anything yeah, you do, for you, sure. when you remove all that, you're gonna feel better. Yeah, I know. Like when I went on an alkalizing cleanse, I my I had horrible eczema at the time I started and had it for years, and it stopped itching the first day and it was gone within three or four days and never came back. So that was awesome. But when I look at like why did that happen, it's possible there was alkaline buffering minerals in some of the food that I was eating but probably the best thing was I stopped eating all of that garbage you know I stopped eating like pre-workout stimulants and like the crazy amounts of starches I was trying to like gain weight as a bodybuilder aspiring bottom never even close but (laughs) but it was really I think stopping eating all like the foods that were horrible for me that really did the main benefit Um, and it's not to say like I'm sure like there was valuable minerals and nutrients in the greens that did help my body heal quickly but it was an imbalancing protocol to follow for a long time because when you do alkalize, we've talked so far about just like the impact on the blood of like if you get too alkaline, you can't the blood cells can't release the oxygen. But the effect on the digestion is you neutralize your stomach acid. If you're like drinking alkaline water or taking adding baking soda or any of these pH bicarbonate salts, you neutralize your stomach acid, which is not okay. It's, it's not, not okay long long not a term. Good idea. You you can be fine for, you know, uh, days or weeks or even months, but soon your body will start to run into a, a protein deficiency. And when you don't have the nitrogen that you should have from protein that you consume, your body will start to break down your own tissues because it, it needs it. It needs nitrogen for your metabolism to run right. And when it doesn't have it, it's just going to break your cells down. So, I, And your cells themselves will start to be a lot weaker and not have all the amino acids and fiber and strength that they need. So a thing I started to notice after being on the alkaline diet for a while was my gums started to bleed really easily. Like if I flossed at all or brushed my teeth, they just... Or if you said a cuss word, they would right, bleed. Right, they just bleed. And I started to get really dark circles under my eyes. I couldn't put on any muscle mass. And I never felt at all excited. It was like super flat all the time. Um, but the longer I stuck with it, the worse all those symptoms got as well as like the tingling and circulation problems. So I, there's a lot of different things that can happen when you get too alkaline. But it's... It's 
promoted as this like cure-all and it's really dangerous right so let's talk about maybe a little bit of uh when someone is leaning too acidic why does it help why does it benefit them to um improve that imbalance yeah and some of the stuff that we see you know like shortness of breath we see a lot um when someone's overly acidic they're breathing too quickly Mm -hmm. uh what else are we looking at yeah so when we look at like the previous one of the previous episodes where we talked about the fast oxidizer and that individual who has some maybe digestive weaknesses and they're not able to effectively uh, tap into those bigger logs on the fire like being able to tap into and store energy from fats and proteins they end up being just over reliant on carbohydrates and they'll burn through their blood sugar really quickly and with that they'll get a crash in their blood sugar and they'll feel really anxious or panicky or sleepy or fatigue and a lot of emotional instability when they're this stuck in this fast oxidizer imbalance so when you shift the bloodstream to make it a little more alkaline it helps slow the speed at which they're burning through those sugars but it's it's not even necessarily like that's not a complete approach in itself like sometimes we'll recommend this one supplement called choline max which can slightly alkalize the bloodstream but we really want to focus on fixing digestion in those individuals so they can start relying more on proteins and fats and have these stable fuel sources so their body just naturally won't fly through carbohydrates so quickly right because think about that if you're ripping through your fuel so quickly and we've talked in other episodes before about this is what happens when someone is insane in a lot of the cases. A lot of the cases, they're just ripping through fuel too quickly. There's nothing left. The brain doesn't have any fuel in their cycle. Um, but think about if you're ripping through fuel so quickly, you're either feeling horrible or you're always kind of hungry and you're always kind of needing to eat and you're usually going back to the thing that you can digest, which is processed carbs and junk. And then that behavior ends up causing all of these other problems. So sometimes taking steps to improve that specific imbalance and at least slow down how quickly you're ripping through fuel, even if the way that you're doing it is wrong and going to cause other problems, can sometimes bring benefits for that person because all of a sudden they can go a few hours without needing to eat something and then that's less junk going in, less problems being caused. We'll see that also, like how I said earlier, how I don't really even like the way a lot of times people will try to affix an acidic situation by alkalizing. Like sometimes we'll use like a supplement like Choline Max, which does alkalize the bloodstream, but that's not like that's not even my chief goal when we use that. It's more to like support the liver function. Well, you it's better to look at like, okay, what can we do that doesn't ruin stomach acid that will also right. <laughs> fix it? So things like if their insulin's very strong and they're burning through sugars really quickly, we can do things that acidify their urine and like balance out the strength of their insulin, and then they have a more stable blood sugar as a result of that. So you can look at someone who's like burning through sugars really quickly, they got a fast breath rate and they have like a high urine pH. One way you can help fix that overly acidic bloodstream is by acidifying their urine because that stabilizes their blood sugar a bit and will then help lo- like balance out their fast oxidizer balance. And this is a good example of the f- of you need to look at different measurements for different areas of the body and people are looking at urine thinking that it that determines whether a person is acidic quote unquote or not mm-hmm. and it, it just doesn't. Um, but by lowering that person's urine pH, that has the ability to affect how powerful the insulin is acting 
and can slow down how quickly the body's ripping through those carbs and and all of a sudden the person doesn't have these huge roller coasters of spikes and crashes and they can function right and that's and that's where it gets like into the nuances of how confusing pH can be because someone with a high urine pH whose insulin is stronger and blood sugar drops faster, they may think they're too alkaline because their urine pH is like 7.2, 7.3, something like way too high when it should be down around 6. So that person's like, oh, I need to, you know, I should, I'm not too alkaline, I, I'm, or, or I am too alkaline, or I'm doing just fine because I'm my urine pH is high, Right. you know? So... At, but at the same time, their breath rate may be super fast because their insulin's really strong and they're they're a fast oxidizer. So it it gets into needing to really know where all these different measurements should be. Like, what is your ideal urine pH and your breath rate and your blood pressure? And once you know those, then you can kind of step out of the confusion of like, am I too acid or too alkaline? And a lot of times with these people with a fast breath rate that are leading to acidic. Um, it can often be an issue where there's no protein there, and the protein is a big buffer system in the body to help buffer those acids. And if a person is not breaking down protein, then the protein's not really coming into the system even though they're eating it. And, and that's funny that that's another thing that a lot of the alkalized diet people do is they have people start juicing and, and blending, and then they feel a lot better just because... Now I don't have to digest that. I blended it instead. And now they're starting to actually get some nutrients because their digestive system was in a bit, had an, wasn't able to do that, wasn't able to bring nutrients in. So if they can have some kind of shakes with some type of protein in it, now the body's actually getting some protein that it can use to, to buffer the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that works fine. So as long as they're not also alkalizing at the same time they're consuming that protein, like if they're drinking alkaline water with it. You know? Right. Makes it a lot harder for your body to get the nutrients out of that. But the bottom line is ultimately, like with it, you want to really respect your digestive system and understand it's supposed to be really acidic in your stomach. And if you're pouring in things that are intentionally alkalizing your stu- uh, your body, but, but is on uh, you know as part of that alkalizing your stomach, that's not the way to go about it. Even if you are too acidic, the real way to fix that is by correcting your digestion and eating in a way that helps balance your metabolism. So you look at like the slow or fast oxidizer imbalance and the catabolic anabolic issue and learn how to correct those issues and the pHs will naturally balance themselves out. It's a mistake to think, well, I should, uh, I, I personally should alkalize because I'm too acidic. It's like, well, don't go about it in a way that's going to ruin your digestion because that's not going to fix it. Right. And when we talk about looking at other imbalances, if you've never heard our show before, we teach people how to look at their own physiology in our four-week digestion course at kickinginthenuts.com, and that's a free course. Um, So you can go through that and kind of look at, how do I take my blood pressure? How do I look at pHs, and and what does it even mean? Because the interesting thing is that there's a lot of value in looking at the pH of your urine and the saliva, and we teach what that means, but the important thing to understand is that it's not about, is my body alkaline or acid? That's just not true at all. It's not an indication of that uh, in any way. Um, so that's important. Did did we go over the bore effect? I know we talked about oxygen a little bit, but I don't think we talked about the actual bore effect. Well, I'm, I don't know if I used the word, but I talked about it when, when I talked about the blood releasing oxygen. Or basically, when the blood goes through the lungs, it should pick up oxygen. And the more alkaline the bloodstream is, the more oxygen it picks up. And then as the blood cells go through the circulatory system, 
they're supposed to release that oxygen to the tissues and they do that when they run into carbonic acid and that release is called the Bohr effect. The opposite when, when the blood cells go through the lungs and pick up oxygen is called the Haldane effect. So this is Bohr-Haldane cycle. So the overly alkaline situation removes that ability for the oxygen to leave and go down to the tissues yeah. where it's supposed to be. Okay, for all of our Kick It Naturally listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial so you can check out their service. Just go to kickitinthenuts.com forward slash audiobook to find the link. And one of those books could be Kick Your Fat in the Nuts. Because that, that's up there and you can get that for free. Mm-hmm. And one thing that is really important to look at is that not everybody is acidic when you're actually talking about the right thing. And I would say that about maybe a third of the people, if that, that I see or help our book readers that uh, talk to us on our support group and stuff, only about a third might be leaning where their bloodstream is leaning too acidic. And about a third uh, are leaning too alkaline and a third seem to be uh, about balanced. But so that's two thirds of the population that really should not be alkalizing at all. Mm-hmm. So it kind of helps you understand how something like this can start because there are people that really benefit from improving an overly acid imbalance. And then they say, oh, it works so great for me. So people kind of assume, oh, it must work great for everybody. But that's that's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Because we're all snowflakes. Snowflakey. Like right. We're snowflakey. Mm-hmm. So we've already handled a question. Um, but but we're gonna One have question. to yeah we're gonna have to wrap this up and we're gonna have to get into all the other questions Sorry, y'all. Y'all on the just next show. Your questions yeah, I know. But we'll we'll cover them all next week. We'll just shut up and answer questions. You think we could focus so, on that? We'll try. Okay, right. shutting we'll up will be. Do the, like a preview or a review of everything you have already said. We mm-hmm. might, but just remember the next week's show is sponsored by Shutting Up. Okay, <laughs> all right. If you want to learn more about how to look at your own chemistry, you can read any of Tony's books or take the free four-week digestion course at kickitinthats.com. And go to healthprocourse.com to learn more about how to become a health coach. You can also go on over to Will Hottie Patati Schmidt's mybodyofknowledge.net and check out all his stuff. He's got on there some great things. Right. So until next week, the first step that you want to do is you want to look at what your breath rate is. And you can look at your breath hold time, too, and we'll talk about that a little bit next week. But um, get an idea of where your blood pH is and instead of just looking at your urine and saliva and thinking, oh, that tells me if I'm acid or not. Mm. Um, so that's your first step for now, and we'll talk about the rest next week. Later. Learn more about today's topic by becoming a KIY member and gain access to our members-only podcast episodes. That's where we dig deeper into each topic and share the secrets that help our clients and coaches see such amazing results. You'll also gain access to our private support group where you can ask us questions when you get stuck. It's only $9 a month and you get free shipping at naturalreference.com, which can save you like $9 a month. So do the math and join the Kick It Yourself KIY gang. Go to kickitnaturally.com forward slash KIY and we'll see you on the inside.